You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. Fuck, do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank bus think they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small. ¿Qué pasó, Drunk Marks y Drunk Marquettes? Bienvenido a Beberse Todo. Yo soy tu anfitrión designado, Adam, y ellos son los historiadores de Lucha Libre. Me llamo Eddie. Uh, I don't know how to say don't my phrase. I can worry. barely say it in English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm fucking tired. I work with fucking children. <laughs> Me llamo Scott El guapo chico De a thousand and four bebidas <laughs> Los idiotos De drunk wrestling history <laughs> Well done Adam I um, just mentioned to you earlier today That uh, it's uh, this episode is dropping on Cinco de Mayo And yep. I suggested an intro Because um, you didn't know what day it was going to drop And uh, nailed it Yeah well done yes. dude Excellent, excellent job. Thank, thank you, Google Translator. You, you are uh, our third uh, drunk wrestling historian uh, joining us and helping us out today. But that was pretty much uh, all just for the in intro. But thank you all very much for joining us. And happy Cinco de Mayo to all of you. Uh, this episode is has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo. We just wanted to help you uh, get in the mood, start celebrating uh, by giving you an extra reason to drink, which is listening to our podcast of Drink Up. Uh, first off, please make sure you head over to whatamaneuver.net, get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies for the miniature Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes in your lives. Uh, uh, drunk Wrestling History logo loud and proud on the chest. You could look like a true Drunk Wrestling Historian. Do that by going to whatamaneuver.net and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Yeah, and like Adam mentioned, um, we uh, we fucked the pooch again. Um, it didn't <laughs> yeah, occur to me. We don't screw it. No, no, we no we, we fuck lube it up and, we, and go. No, no, we fuck it. We cream pie it. The whole the whole <laughs> fuck. fucking thing. Um, it didn't even occur to me till yesterday that, like, looking at the calendar, that next Friday is Cinco de Mayo. I was like, oh shit, why didn't we think of a Cinco de Mayo episode? And then Scott, I texted you about it, and you were like, "Well, I'll see if I'll uh, maybe I'll think of something." I said, "No, you won't." Yeah, um, and uh, you called it, dude. Nailed it. Yeah, we briefly considered changing what this episode was going to be about to reflect, uh, you know, uh, to observe the holiday properly. Right. But um, we completely failed to do so, and uh, it's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I would Don't bet nobody's surprised. I mean, come on, it is <laughs> us. No, because I mean, exactly, because like with St. Patrick's Day, remember, like we totally forgot about that. And then, right. it, but we got lucky and it ended up being um, 
WrestleMania 18, which happened on St. Patrick's Day. Right. That was you just know, so, a happy coincidence. Yeah, it was a happy coincidence, but we didn't get so so fortunate this time. No, not at all. Don't worry. We'll have something Spanish or Lucha Libre related on the week of Independence Day this year. Vince kind of looks Spanish with his mustache now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Zorro. Looks like a right. Yeah. Spanish soap star. <laughs> well, Zorro Spanish, Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday, not a Spanish holiday. Oh. Well, shit. Yeah. So Senior you know, Vince, w- no? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I, I wish I would have thought of something. We could have done something cool. And, you know, I've been looking for a uh, use for my rooster sound effect for like a year. And here we are. Yeah. Like, we've never talked about cocks on this show for you as a rooster sound. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Come on. Um, Make sure you listen to our upcoming episode, The Mount Rushmore's of Best Cock Jokes in Wrestling. <laughs> best dick pics. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. That would be funny, dude. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Riddle automatically wins. Not Seth? No. Come on. Or do you mean any picture of Matt Riddle, be it his face, his full body? It's just like, it's Riddle, so it's a dick pic. He's a dick, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that'd be Orton. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um i decided to observe it with what i'm eating and drinking tonight and uh full disclosure i've been drinking uh margaritas for the last hour or so waiting for you guys to get ready and i'm fairly drunk already and uh i'm gonna make sure to get more drunk i texted you earlier scott about a half hour ago i was like dude i'm gonna get drunk tonight like more drunk than normal and you asked why i was like because i fucking can yeah because it's um, wednesday why not because it's wednesday. this is Marka. Well, right. and I was like, and I'm doing kind of easy stuff at work, so I know I'm going to have a pretty easy day tomorrow. Because, like, my job's fairly physical, but tomorrow it won't be. Um, so I'll get into what I'm drinking. And then um, I got a couple quick notes before we get started. So I'm doing um, the start. So I had a couple margaritas with that bottle of um, Terramana you bought me for oh, nice. uh, Christmas. I still have a little bit of that left. So I'm doing a shot of that to start. Make sure to get and then I'm chasing it. I've never done this before. I'm chasing this. I'm always fascinated by chasers. With tequila, you always want a spicy one. There's this one that I had years ago that was like tomato juice with like pepper, and it was really Ooh. good. This is pickle juice. Um, this is pickle juice and um, Taco Bell fire sauce. Oh my god, dude! So I'm gonna do the shot of tequila right now, and you guys can watch me uh, drink a glass. Uh, Wait, shot hold, of. hold on a second. Let me let me record this. Yeah, All we're right. gonna watch Eddie barf on camera. I, I, well, I'm I'm recording it, Adam. Oh, I see you're gonna record a video of it. Anyway, here goes the shot of tequila. And here goes the hot sauce of pickle. Oh, it looked delicious. It's actually really fucking good, dude. Really? I would totally do that again, yeah. I could see that being right up Shannon's alley, because she doesn't mind tequila, mm-hmm. but like hot sauce and pickle juice, that's her jam, dude. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, and then so during nice. the episode, to sip on for the rest of the next 45 minutes or so, I'm drinking a Bud Light Michelada. Oh, Bud Light, you say? Yeah, I'm not normally a fan of Bud Light, but I thought, why not, you know? Yeah, careful. You don't want Kid Rock coming around shooting your place up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God forbid. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want any problems. Or, or someone steamroll over the wrong house. <laughs> you fucking liberal drinking that Bud Light. Did you see that? The dude, they steamrolled over the wrong beer. <laughs> I didn't, but that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think that's what they did. Uh, maybe not that, but there was definitely a guy who went into Walmart and started smashing Bush Light. Excellent. Like yeah, he smashed like every 12-pack they had there, dude. It was like <laughs> cans of fucking Bush Light everywhere. It was, fucking, it was great. 
That's sad. I heard that's Tucker Carlson's favorite beer. How unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, you and tuck around, you find out. In addition to that, I'm do- <laughs> in, ad- <laughs> in addition to that, I'm doing like Adam, and I'm eating tonight. I'm eating a uh, Taco Bell chicken quesadilla. Oh, you went to no- Taco Bell earlier? Yeah, because nothing says uh, Mexican like Taco Bell and Bud Light. <laughs> Adam, what was this said earlier? America, America how we do it here so i'm drinking uh nothing remotely in honor of cinco de mayo adam i'm out of los guerreros again shocker it's my favorite we gotta try to change that so (laughs) i'm a big fan of sour beers so i'm drinking biggie's blueberry brunch bonanza it is a sour ale with blueberries and vanilla notes i drank adam gave you that because he gave me one too i drank it sunday Dude, it's it's, it's really killer. fucking good. Uh huh. It is really like, hey, cheers. What? This is yep. good shit. Adam. Oh, I I remember. I recognize that can. Okay. Oh, dude, it's really good. Like I like I said, I'm a big fan of sours. Like I'll go any sour, and this one is like, I would say like a top three. Excellent. Sweet. Yeah, it's very good. All right, from uh, from the Mania trip uh, at that British store that we stopped at, I've got some. Ribena black currant juice. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So juice box, motherfuckers. Juice box. There you go. Yeah. All right. Adam's Ladies, old school. Back up. Back up. Yeah, but, Adam, leave know. some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> I'm trying. Jesus. <laughs> and if the black currant doesn't work out, also got some uh, Sarnax black cherry uh, right here. So <laughs> nice. Sarnak, isn't that that dude, the um, the psychic from uh, the Tonight Show? Uh, yeah, Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I thought yeah, that yeah. was Karnak. Got... Oh, it's Karnak. That's Karnak. Karnak. Oh, Karnak. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Kar- Close enough. Karnak, Sarnak, tomato, tomato. Yeah. And Sarlacc is where Boba Fett died. Well, didn't die. We thought he well, died. Spoiler he alert. Should've died. He should have died. He fucking sucked. <laughs> spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, right. That 40-year-old yeah. movie. If you haven't seen it yet, sorry. If you haven't seen it yet, it's, they're going to release it in theaters in the next couple weeks for the 40th anniversary. I, I just saw, I think, yeah, starting next week up until yeah. the 4th. So, Eddie, I'm a very old man. You know I saw all three of the originals in the movie theater? I saw and the not second. when they were re-released, like when they released. I saw the second two, but I was Sweet. too young. To, I don't remember it. Oh, really? You you saw Empire and Return? Yeah, but I was... Well, Empire, I would have been two. Oh, or, yeah, there's no way you remember or that. Or no, maybe one, because I think they came up Memorial Day weekend, so they would have been before my birthday. Okay, got um, it. Yeah, because Empire was 80, right? 80. Um, yeah, Return so was, was 83. Yeah, right. I would have been four when that came out, but I don't remember. I'm too, you know, I was too young to remember. Gotcha. Okay. I'm much, I'm much, much younger and virile than you. Oh, much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I proved that yesterday when I had to drop that thing off that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you should be doing shots of. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Boo, cocky. It wouldn't have filled up a whole shot glass. (laughs) But hey, would it have filled up your mouth? No, not even close. Got it. Okay. So I think we had uh, odds on the milliliters that you were going to fill that with. It was about eight. What did I guess? I think I guessed 20. Oh, no, it was nowhere close to that. No, it was about eight. The shit's weak, dude. Peter North would fill it like overflowing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, okay, should I just mention what we're even talking about? Because yes, you are should. Yeah, I mean, you brought it up. Go for so, it. So, so I got involved with this um 
scientific research thing where they want to study how to um, best um, preserve sperm for sperm donations. So what you have to do is you have to drop off a specimen and then they study how to, you know, how best to preserve it. So I had to do that yesterday. Um, they pay you 50 bucks, they give you a $50 Amazon gift card for each specimen. And uh, when they send you the kit, it's eight cups. So you get to do eight, so that's 400 bucks to Not do bad. something I was to do something I was gonna do anyway. <laughs> and I don't even have to clean up after. Right, it won't cost you a Kleenex. Right, exactly, yeah. So it's actually kind of cool. Like you get to help out science and hopefully help someone, you know, get, uh, get pregnant. And you get 50 bucks that you can blow on Amazon on fucking, you know, whatever, coffee which is what most of my Amazon money goes to. Right, and you're like coming, coming. <laughs> yeah, like coming, coming. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, it's a trip when you drop it off. The weirdest part about it, well, so I had to, we're 12 minutes into this. Um, I think I'll put in the notes again to what to skip to. Yeah, like fast forward. Like I did the WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Um, but- um, no, do the, <laughs> in post, uh, like have the voice say what uh, the time is. Um, so no big deal. I thought it was gonna be weird, but actually the weirdest part was having to do it at a specific time because you have to do it within an hour of dropping it off. Right, right. So that was the weirdest part because all day you're like, oh, at two o'clock, you know. And then you go drop it off and like the 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 email you get is like park in front of the Togos, which is a deli we have here in California for people who don't know what Togos is. Um, park in front of the deli and there are stairs next to it and someone will meet you at the bottom of the stairs. It's over by the Sport Mart you used to work at. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the green stairs, but they're green stairs. Oh, I totally remember that. Oh, yeah. So so you got to stand outside there. So it's so you put it in this, uh, like, a UPS um, bag. like It's like a plastic bag that seals on top. Okay. And then you text them, say you're here, and then they take, like, seven, eight minutes to come down. So you're standing there with a package you're waiting to drop off. It feels like a drug deal. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> all seems very shady. But it's, like, a, it's totally legit, and it's for science. And like I said, hopefully to help people out. Um but it just feels weird. It's like really, that was the weirdest part of by far was dropping it off. And obviously there wasn't an age limit, right? There might've been, but I was under it. Nice. I don't remember to tell you the truth. I did have to fill out an application, but I mean, yeah, obviously I met whatever the conditions were. Oh, excellent. So yeah, so, and there's also like, a, um, you can't ejaculate within the last two days, but you, you have to, to save it up. Yeah, but you have to have within the last five days. So I don't know why that is a thing. So like you have huh. to do it. You have to do it five days before, but you can't do it two days before. And I realized that Sunday, I dropped it off yesterday, which was Tuesday. I realized that Sunday and I was like, oh shit, by Tuesday, it's going to be over five days. I better, I better prep this now. <laughs> Carissa, get and, the flashlight. Uh, well, she was, she was taking a nap and she woke up earlier and I was like, dude, I just found this out. And she was like, well, when was the last time you uh, ejaculated? I was like, I looked at the microwave. I was like, about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's been very awkward, but hopefully I'm helping someone. <laughs> yeah, yourself. Yeah, well, myself, I mean, yeah, myself, like I, yeah, I'm getting 50 bucks, but hope, you know, hopefully this research pays off. Yeah, you get to finish eight times and you get paid 400 bucks and, and Amazon fuck you money. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Not a bad right. gig, dude, not a bad yeah. gig. Yeah. Also, speaking of drug deals, um, for anyone who listened to last week's episode, I swear I didn't do a drug deal before that episode. I drank a lot of fucking coffee and I drank a lot of soda before because I listened to that while I was editing it. And we uh, goofed on uh, Ronnie Garvin 
for the way he was talking. I was just like him, dude. I was wired last week, when, yeah. uh, su- Sunday when I rec- recorded. And dude, I still have this like cough a little bit. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I have like a sinus thing. So I'm sniffing. So I'm, li- I'm listening back. I'm talking hundred miles an hour. I'm sniffing. And I was like, dude, the listeners are gonna think I'm a fucking coke. <laughs> you party with Jimmy Garvin. So, yeah, right. So just to clear that up. No, like I was just wired from all the caffeine. I, I should have drank some of that fucking weed PBR. Statistically, yeah. Eddie was on a scaffold. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's uh, nice. that's where we are. That's what lives we live, dude. So blessed. It's been interesting. And we're recording and Adam showed up on time this time because he didn't have a, a push notification like he did the other day. Yeah, yeah and we're 16 minutes in. We've talked about your cum <clears throat> and beer. And Adam's deuce. Once and again. tequila and Adam's deuce. Once again. America. Because America. For this week's episode, we are discussing the concept that Vincent Kennedy McMahon hates tag teams. And he totally a topic does, right? that has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo or Eddie's Come. Right, oh, Jesus. Right. So <laughs> whose idea? But then again, was these are one? tag teams that are stuck together. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was crossing. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the way back from LA, Adam and I were talking about the Usos. And about how they've had the longest tag team run in WWE history by like double. Right. You know, I'd have to really check, but they're probably, they've probably been together twice as long as any other tag team. Um, no, there's one that's pretty close, which I'll get to, which will shock you. But, um, and I'm saying the only reason they've been together as long as they have is because they're twins. If they hadn't been twins, Vince would have split them up yeah. seven, eight years ago because that's what he does. He hates tag teams. And it's really, bizarre and i don't understand it and nobody understands because it and it doesn't make any sense they go over so well but then suddenly they have to break up why why can't they just continue being good maybe just change your gimmick but stay together right right i mean he's been known to put work into getting tag teams over and then split them up like a year after like like he'll let them peak and then break them up and do nothing with them. You only right, get and according one to Kevin... Oh, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. Oh, no, th- that was it. Like, you only get one peak. Once you meet that, then you can no longer change. You can no longer progress. That's it. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, unless you're the Hardy Boys in the WWF who have had, like, broken stints yeah. and been able to reinvent themselves a little bit during certain <laughs> times. But according to Kevin Nash, he said that Vince kind of used the tag team division as garnish. Like, it's meant to basically... <coughs> excuse me, to accent the rest of the show. Like it's just that's filler. Actually, that's actually a good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Nash said that, and he's I like, Vince doesn't want to pay two guys. He's like, fuck it. I I hate doing this shit because I have to pay. Well, in essence, you're paying four guys because you've got to have the tag team match. So you're paying four it, guys to do a match. Is that really what it is? Like he doesn't want to pay fucking. Yeah, he doesn't want to pay four salaries. He'd rather just pay single salaries to go in. But he still pays them. You know what I mean? He doesn't like fire the, you know, he doesn't split up and fire one of them immediately. But I guess, I guess what he does do is he pushes one of them lower down the card. Right. Which though, but someone's going to be at that spot on the card. And I think you he, know what I mean? he just kind of keeps tag teams because he has to. Like it's, it's just a time honored tradition. You got to have tag teams. But I think honestly, if it was up to Vince, it'd be all fucking singles matches. Or well, like it is triple up to- threats or, or four, you know, one on four or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing about it to me, so I did some research on this. The weirdest thing about it to me is, I don't know where he came up with this shit. Like, where did he get this idea? He seems to think the tag teams don't draw. I don't know where he got this idea because, so everybody knows his dad ran the New York territory 
back to the 50s, you know, and his, his grandpa, blah, blah, blah. In the late 50s, the biggest act, so they were off and on, that was the biggest territory. It was always the biggest territory, but off and on they would have like the biggest, um, the biggest money drawing act in wrestling. You know, like Bruno. Bruno drew more money than anyone during his time. Um, so in the late 50s, uh, Antonina Rocca and Miguel Perez, they worked for Vince's dad. They were the biggest attraction in wrestling from 1957 to about 1960. So like a solid three years, the biggest thing in wrestling, not, like not just in there, not just there, which you think in the New York territory, that would be enough. But in wrestling in general, they were selling more tickets than anyone in the country was. Vince was aware of this. Vince was born in like 19, I don't know, right before World War One or something. Mm, yeah, good question. I don't know when he was. No, born. I don't know. He's born. He's born. No, he would have been born in the forties because he's he's almost eighty. Um, so Vince would have been like a twenty. Are we sure he's not a vampire? And he was just or like, not, He was born or, in the eighteen hundreds, and he just he was born in the year of our Lord nineteen forty five. Okay, nineteen forty five. So he'd have been like twelve, but he was aware of what was going on. I know he didn't meet his dad till a little later, but he would definitely been aware of the history. You know, even if, even if he was never at the Garden for a Rocca Perez sellout, he would have been aware that it had happened. Um, and then later on in the company, you know, where he kind of just learned the business under his dad, um, tag teams were huge in the seventies when he got involved in the business. I mean, even in the sixties, um, there were tag teams that were big deal, but like, um, Vince's favorite wrestler is Jerry Graham. We've talked about that before. He was part of the Graham brothers who were tag team wrestlers. Tag team, right. Yeah. So his favorite wrestler was a part of a tag team known as a tag team wrestler you'd think he would love like me like i love tag team wrestling because my favorite besides hogan my favorite thing on wwe tv was the rockers when i was a kid yeah um also the bulldogs the Hart foundation you know a lot of these guys but specifically the rockers so you'd think he would grow up being a huge tag team fan who knows what the fuck happened so do you I think guys know. that didn't <clears throat> excuse me guys that didn't grow up watching the golden era like you and i did do you think that they're a little less loving on the tag teams you think maybe they're just like ah oh, fuck whatever it's the tag teams like i mean obviously the hardys dudleys edge and christian you know that kind of defined the attitude era but do you think that there's less love for the tag teams from the younger generation eddie if you're talking younger as in they missed that era you know the um the attitude era then yeah maybe because maybe they've never seen great tag or you know they've seen some now but they've seen fewer okay um, well luckily our host kind of came in at that era. So Adam, like, do you have a strong love for tag teams or are you just kind of indifferent? I definitely think that they're necessary. I mean, you can't, you just get rid of them, then you're going to have that lost art per se. Uh, yeah, but are you I like, think are it's, you a it's, it's built in so much that it's tradition that it's a natural part of the show. So I don't think it's something that you can just completely get rid of. Not to say that like each individual wrestler can go on and uh, have an individual career as whatever style they are, whether they're more grounded or whether they're more aerial or so. Any individual wrestler or team of wrestlers can do that, but I would say that tag teams, you just got to have them. Okay, but like Eddie, for example, came out and straight out said like he loves tag team wrestling. 
<clears throat> and that yes. was basically due to him growing up in the golden era where he had the British Bulldogs, Demolition, the Hart Foundation, all those great teams. Like your era that you grew up with, Adam, is a little bit different than that. Do you have a love for tag teams? Or are you just like, okay, they've just kind of got to be there? Um, I would say that I definitely love them because I okay. literally started with Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Like... That's different music. Let's hear new music. I got new music? What happened to Belky? Uh, <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott will get it. Any of our smarter listeners uh, will get it too. So I'm not smart. I don't know what the song is. Would you like yeah, to well, know the name of it, Adam? Well, first yeah. off, do you know who's singing it? No. It's Kiss. Wait, hold on. It sounds it's the like instrumental. Kiss. It definitely sounds like Kiss. It's it's the instrumental to a Kiss song. Any guesses on what the Kiss song would be titled? It's definitely not Detroit Rock City. I know that song. No, 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 no. It's not. It does start with a D, though. <laughs> and how it would relate to Adam? Digestion. Oh, you're getting so close, dude. <laughs> the name of it is Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I changed your music up for this week. Sweet. <laughs> um, in honor of our Starcade episode. In honor of our Starcade episode. Uh, in honor of your I, deuce. Again, uh, it, if you missed that episode uh, explanation, I had a humongous ass lunch and I was uh, in my hotel room. I didn't want to blow up the hotel room. Uh, I would have rather done it in the lobby, but apparently. You didn't want to bask in your glory? Yeah, I apparently, <laughs> apparently I was in there, so uh, it it had to be one of those. Uh, Got to get rid of some flush. Got to get rid of some flush. That whole thing it was a bit painful, but you know, got painful. Oh Jesus! Got through it. Maybe it's Good more men- mental pain. All right, all right. Get, get back, to, get back to the tag team. You talk about coming. We talk about ten minutes about you fucking come. That's way less gross. <laughs> Okay, Eddie's come. My deuce. Uh, Scott, pick an orifice. <laughs> Ear hole. <laughs> I forget where I was, but it was something to do with like the three of them being my uh, the tag team uh, uh, hierarchy that I grew up with. Okay, and-, and you were watching TNA as well, and they had... I mean, America's Most Wanted. America's um, Most Wanted, LAX. Skipper, yeah, LAX. Um, uh, Styles and Daniels. Yeah, Skippers uh, and Dan- or Skipper and Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, for five minutes, uh, they had Shark Boy and Curry Man. Uh, yeah, so there were strong tag teams mm-hmm. all around. Can, can you guys can you guys hear that music? Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. It's still going on. Oh, it was on okay, my there phone. It, goes. it cut out. My phone started po- my like. That was crazy. My phone started playing Motorhead. My phone's next to the microphone. It's like competing. But yeah, but everything I hear is through my headphones. You know what I mean? So I couldn't tell where that was coming from. Kiss Trigger Siri and <laughs> yeah. decided to play yeah. Motorhead. The phone got competitive. It's like, oh, I see your kiss and raise you Motorhead. That was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right. Get back to. Dude, it's almost like Bubba Ray Dudley took over your playlist. Played Kiss, then Motorhead. Yeah, right. I don't know what's going on in this. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you might be drunk, you guys. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead and finish your thought, and then I have a little bit more of the back background on Vince. 
Uh, I, th- I think I'm pretty much covered on it. Uh, like, they... Luckily, I started at the time that they were tag team hierarchy. They found their multiple ways to get innovative, put the tag team division over, and uh, I guess just through them, just knowing that tag team is a necessity. And yeah, it's definitely something that we shouldn't just abandon uh, because that would become lost art. Yeah, so you sort of came in like at the equivalent of when we came in, but 10 years later, you know what I mean? Like when we started sense, watching yeah. tag teams were a huge thing. You start, you showed up right when tag teams were a huge thing. Again, you kind of caught the very beginning of it and saw that it's kind of the whole, the whole thing, you know, where tag teams were great again. And that's part of why I'm like, what the fuck? Like twice since Vince has run the company. Let me back up a little bit. Um, so in the seventies when Vince worked there, they had tag teams that were doing huge business. You had the Blackjacks, you had the Valiant Brothers, and you had Fuji and Tanaka. And they were like, those guys, people would buy tickets at the garden to see them. You know, like they were, his dad didn't build the company around him. You know, that's what Bruno was there for, but they were huge, huge stars. They were some, they might be like number two of the night. Um, And then in the eighties, Vince starts buying everybody up, right? He, he gets the biggest stars. Like he went and got Hogan from AWA, like everybody knows, and Piper from, Piper I think was in Crockett at that point, and Dog and everybody. He also got a lot of tag teams because when you think about it in the 80s, all those great tag teams he had had come from somewhere else. Right, because the, bull, the Bulldogs had worked together in Calgary. Yeah. You had, who Brett else came you had? from Calgary, teamed with Neidhart, who came from Calgary. Mm-hmm. You had, and they better um, team. <clears throat> Brutus Beefcake from, who I think it was Florida. Valentine was an NWA transplant. Right, so we kind of put the, that actually might be the one team that he put together. The Killer Bees, um, I think, came from Florida. Uh, well, Demolition were NWA guys. They were NWA guys. Um, the Killer Bees, I don't think, were a tag team before because Brunzel came from AWA, and I think... Um, oh, you're uh, right, he Bla- did, yes. Blair came from Florida. Um, okay, yeah. But you had the um, the Powers of Pain came in as a tag team. Yeah, from right? Crockett, yep. Demolition weren't a tag team, but the Road Warriors were. Uh, yes. So yeah, you Barry Darso I mean? was part of the Russians. And so f- Bill Eady was oh shit, where did he come from? He um He was kind of all over the place. I think he had been Continental? Was he? I, I don't remember where he came from. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um but you also had the Rockers came in from AWA as a team. From the you had the Rougeau, right. the uh Patterson brought the Rougeaus in from Montreal. Yeah. You had the Sheep Herders who came in as the um Bushwhackers. Yeah, from the UWF. Mm-hmm. You had Arn and Tully as the Brain Busters who came in as Arn and Tully, the tag team from the Four Horsemen. Right, so they weren't um, homegrown talents. Right, but he was like, hey, I'm going to get the big... And he tried to get Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express, but it didn't work out. Right. So he was like, he understood the value of good tag teams. Like, I'm going to go poach these tag teams from these territories to build my tag team division and hurt theirs. And Just, dude, did he ever? Because he could actually run an A and a B show on their house show circuits, right? He well, could have Hogan headline one... And the other show could be headlined by the Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation. He'd sell both out. And there were times where he was running a C show where the B show was the IC champ and the um, C show was the tag team champs. Yeah, exactly. So that's smart business. Yeah, which previous to his weird thing with tag teams, that was sort of the way it, they wouldn't run um, opposite house shows. But the tag team champions and the territories were always presented as on the same level as the world tag team. They were just a different division. Right. You know what I mean? You were as important to the company and you were as big as a star and you were as heavily promoted. And Vince did that in the 80s and I don't know what it was, but he got away from it and decided, you know what? Fuck them. 
even Patterson. Patterson um, is his, was his right hand man for like thirty five years, and he had his greatest success um, as part of the Blonde Bombers with Ray Stevens in San Francisco. Right. You know, he right. was more known as a tag team guy than anything else. Um, so we treated them fairly well in the eighties. They would main event um, Saturday Night's main events. Oh, and, all the time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, they knew. Because he knew. Okay, you guys can go out and do a twenty five minute match and have a great match. And people aren't going to change the channel because Hogan already showed up. Right. Because NBC, NBC would want Hogan on before eleven thirty or, or before right. um before yeah, midnight. Yeah, kids got to go to bed. Right. They, they want to see Hogan their on. hero. Right. But you also don't want anyone to change the channel. So then you put on a really good match, and that's where you got some of those great um, rockers and uh, brainbusters matches. Right. And demolition in the brainbusters as well. Right. And it was like the tag teams at the time were the workhorses of the company. They were the ones like Greg Valentine didn't have to go out and have a good match, but the Bulldogs did. Yes. And they the were foundation. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and they were never in the biggest angle, but that's because Hogan always was. But dude, even teams like the Conquistadors and the Young Stallions were able to get over and get a piece of that pie. And they were like, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, they were kind of jobbers. Right. Yeah. But yeah. The tag team division was so good that they were able to be presented as, hey, these are legitimate threats. And they were able to be featured as well. Yeah, right. And then after that era, he sort of got to where he was like, instead of making tag teams, I'm going to put two guys together. Yeah. When do you think that started? The earliest ones I can remember is um, Power and Glory, Paul Roma and Hercules. Oh, okay. See, I was going to go HBK and Diesel. But yeah, you're right. Those were two... Well, but see, Roma came from the Young Stallions, but you're right. Hercules was a singles guy who needed something to do. Right. That would have been, I want to say, didn't they have the match with the Rockers at SummerSlam 89 or 90, right? When did they job out to LOD? Because that was the end of Power and Glory. That was WrestleMania 7. So 1991. Okay, so they would have had that match with the Rockers at 90. 90, right. Yeah, so that would be the earliest team that I can remember. But you're right, they did do... Then in the 90s, they got into the thing where I'm going to put these, I don't know, take these two fucking guys... Give them kind of matching uh, clothes and a shitty fucking name. Yeah, because the division Um, got thin, right? You had like the head shrinkers, smoking guns. Then they started teaming up Yoko and Owen. And that's where it really got heavy with like, okay, we're just going to go through two singles guys together who need something Mm -hmm. to do. You had Neidhart and Coco. Yes, exactly. You had Marty and Al Snow. Oh, shit, Um, that's right. You had Owen and Coco. um, Owen and Coco. Owen Um, and Jarrett. Owen and J- that was the attitude later. era, yeah. That was still, later. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, Owen and Bulldog were yeah. kind of right at the beginning of the attitude era. Uh, there was also um, Marty and One Two Three Kid. Yes. And then One Two Three Kid and Bob Holly. Yes. So wow. it was just like throw a bunch of guys like who can work. So you mid nineties is when that really started to go full blown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And HBK and Diesel. Well, actually. Let me back up. I'm sorry. We I can't believe we glossed over this. The first team they put together like that would have been the Mega Powers, but that was other level shit to put well, Hogan and Savage together. That was like and that they wasn't were they were going to go face the British Bulldogs or the Hart Foundation. Like they weren't going to go into the tag team division and try to win the tag titles. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's but, kind of a different thing. Yeah. Put an asterisk next to them. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. But um. HBK and Diesel became tag champions. Yes. And they were they were a tag team for a, for a minute. You know, yeah. probably a good, like, a, I don't know, a year? Owen and so. Yoko, too. Owen and Yoko. And uh, to be fair, the reason they did that was because they didn't want to get rid of Yoko, but Yoko was so out of shape. He was out of shape. They had Owen to carry the match. 
we watched the one, I think it was a SummerSlam we watched, where Yoko got him for like one minute and then had to lean over the rope. Oh, you know, you know. dude, we're totally forgetting Andre and Haku. Andre and Haku, and that's the same thing. They put them together because Andre, Andre couldn't work w- anymore. Andre wanted to stay on the show. They wanted Andre on the show because he was still a name, but he couldn't do a match on his own. Right. So, But that we're so, talking uh, in, in 1990. Yeah. 8990. So right. So have Andre lean on the ropes yeah. for 10 minutes while Haku does all the work. Andre will get in, <laughs> do a uh, chokehold. Right. And, and get the fuck back out. Right, right, right. Throw a few headbutts, tag Haku right back in. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So that would have been, when you're talking golden era, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been the very first instance of two singles being thrown together and being given the gold. Would have been Haku and Andre. You're and we're right, talking and- late 89. You're right in that, and in that era, that would have been the only one. Yes, right? correct. Yes, because then the next, so then HBK and uh, Diesel did it too, but that had been like six years later. Yeah, we're talking like ninety four. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, and then I think I want to say putting tag teams together like that. The next time we would have had that would have been the Brothers of Destruction in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, right. But the tag teams, so the tag teams in the nineties that they did create and make you know, not taking suit guys that brought in as tag teams were terrible. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. They, I think that's why Vince did it is because honestly, like aside from like the Steiner brothers, right. There weren't really any like homegrowns that you could just bring in and present as a legitimate tag team. There weren't really those guys. And we didn't really have that until really like the Hardys and the Dudley boys. Yeah, you're right. Because okay, so so here's what we had in the in the mid '90s. We, we would have had the fucking Bonnie Donnas. And, and to, to be fair, we're talking WWF here, right? Because it's yes. only Vince. We're not talking the WCW roster. The ECW, oh no, no, we're just talking WWF. Vince hates tag teams. Vince, hate, right, right, right. So I don't want people to be like, oh, you can't mention these guys from WCW. We're not talking about that. Right, right. So you had um, the Bonnie Donnas who sucked, who were horrible. <laughs> yeah. You had um, the Beverly Brothers who, apart from their finisher, completely fucking sucked. Fucking Godwins, the Smoking Guns. Um, well done. <clears throat> oh God. Yeah. Right. Who I, I get that they worked in Smoky Mountain because that was a different thing over there, you know, in Smoky Mountain. But they did not work on a national level whatsoever. The Heavenly Bodies. Um, uh. They were brought in from Smoke. The Heavenly Bodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and um, Men on a Mission. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> a big part of me loves them because of nostalgia. But I go back and watch right. their matches and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. They all sucked. Yeah. Every fucking one of them sucked. Yeah. Oh, we for, we're forgetting um, the Quebecers, right? Those were two singles guys. PCO and um, Jacques Rousseau. And the Quebecers were actually pretty cool. I like the Quebecers. Yeah, they were um, cool. But they were kind of treated as you know, whatever. You yeah, know, they weren't but, taken seriously. But I mean, you compare it to like the 80s and the early 90s. The tag team mm-hmm. division was shit. The Quebecers aren't headlining a, a, a house show. Fuck no. Unless it's in Montreal. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's in Montreal and you got Jacques Rougeau at the top of the card, you're not headlining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like 15 people were there. <laughs> Kevin yeah, Owens so being the- one of them. Yeah, yeah. So it was a complete fucking disaster. The only good things about that era were the Steiners and LOD. That's right. And I've, and I've said this a million times. I was never a huge Steiners fan, but they would go in and have killer fucking matches. Yeah. You know, and of all those teams. So think about all those teams. The only one that Vince ever really, well, I guess you could count Mabel to an extent, 
he did have a bit of a singles run and then he was bit, gone. Yeah. Then, he, then he came back as Viscera. Then he turned into yeah. Big Daddy V right. or whatever. Um, but that was just because Vince thinks it's funny to make the uh, make the fat guy fuck. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, of all of them, Billy Gunn was the only one to ever have any real fucking success. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you're right. Mean? Like, dude, like Billy Gunn, they, that's another singles example. Threw him together yeah. with Road Dog became one of the most successful tag teams in WWE history. Right, exactly. Yeah, there. I mean, they, he went in the Hall of Fame because Still of that. Because of that today. few year run. Yeah, yeah. He was the only one, and like the other team. So, Men on a Mission sort of went. Nobody knows what the fuck happened to Mo or Oscar. Right. Or um, the Body Donna split up, and they both disappeared. Yeah, Jacques um, Rougeau's disappeared. PCO still wrestling. Yeah, which I had no idea until he told me that one day, and I <laughs> I laughed for like twenty five fucking minutes. <laughs> Blew your mind. I could not believe it. I was like, wait, P- who the fuck is PCO? Who's PCO? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Bart Gunn got fed to Butterbean. And that was the end of him. Whether that was the end of him. I mean, he got completely fucked over, which yep. I don't buy that he was being punished for winning the Brawl for All. I don't think you pun- you don't punish a guy for doing that. You know but, what I mean? That, that I think they were giving him a shot against Butterbean. Like, dude, I if you too. actually beat this guy, you're going to make a fucking huge name for yourself. Or imagine he'd gone, I don't know how many rounds that fight was, probably three. Imagine he'd gone the distance with Butterbean. Yeah. You know, it'd be, he would have been Rocky Balboa. I think Knoxville looked better against Butterbean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody checked on Butterbean? Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Billy Gunn was the only... So you're talking an entire decade, the only guy to come out of that decade better was Billy Gunn of yeah. all those tag teams. Yeah. Which is... Cr- well, if you don't count the early the late 90s early 2000 teams which that's when it became a whole other ball game exactly and, and it was sort of a throwback to the 80s at the time i was like oh fuck yeah tag team wrestling is back yeah this is great because suddenly you had the dudleys the hardys edge and christian you had um apa yeah uh you had at the at the you know later in in that era you had um billy and chuck who i loved which that's another um, oh, sorry t and a Test and Albert. Yeah, yep. you had um, right to Eddie censor. Guerrero. Right to censor. You had Eddie yeah. Guerrero and ooh ah. Right. And um, you also had Eddie and Chavo. Eddie and, uh, yeah, that's right. And then ooh uh and Jericho were a tag team for a minute yes. too. Yes, right, right. Un-Americans. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so a whole bunch was... of tag teams started to spawn, honestly, from that that trio of the Dudleys, ENC, and the Hardys. They mm-hmm. kind of started to build the, the tag team division around them. And they started to have like on a like for WrestleMania, like take WrestleMania for example. They started to have like a maybe not a featured match. I mean, at, at 2017, they had like the, the number two match of the night. But the other years, it wouldn't be like quite a featured match, but it was an important match, and it was right. a match that people were looking forward to. Like at this point, the tag teams are figured in anyway. Yeah, you know, they're not the not they're not the top of the show, which they never were. But there's always some there's always an angle with a couple of them going on. Yep, and they're gonna come out of any big pay per view being talked about. Exactly, because like yeah. you said, they're not yeah. going to have they're not going to main event, but most likely they are going to be match of the night. Right, right. And then that was what did that? I mean, that was like a four year thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, by because like by about two thousand two, two thousand three, it was yeah, two, it was phased out again. Yeah, two thousand three. So okay, WrestleMania two thousand had the three way ladder match. Yes. Right? Two thousand one, um, same. That it had. Then it was a TLC match. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania. Um, 18 was the four-way. 18 had the four-way. 19 had another four-way. That would have been um, Eddie and, and Chavo, right? It would have been Los Guerreros. It would have been... Um, ooh, ooh! And Rhino. And Rhino. And I forget the other two teams, uh, but was they sort Los of were... Uh, was it... 
was it Chavo and Eddie here that they faced? Uh, yeah, I said that. I already said Los that. Guerreros and Sorry. Team Angle. Oh, Team, team Angle. Angle. That's what. Yes. Who were fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other tag team was on the pre-show. It was the Dudleys, I believe, against Storm and... Chief Morley yeah. and Lance Storm and Kane yes. and Rob Van Dam. Oh, Kane right. and RVD. Thank you. Kane and RVD. Yeah. But you so, can see like 2003 versus like 2000. 2005. Was, yeah. there even, was there even a tag team match at 21? I believe so. Let me check. Well, the oh, tag team oh, champions were in a match against each other in the opener. There you go. Right. They split them up and had them face each other. What the fuck? Yeah. There might not have been a tag team match. Like with a real tag team. No. Yeah. It was dead. He killed the tag team division because he hates fucking tag teams because something's wrong with them. Yeah. Right. And this, well, Vince has not been in control since, was that July last year? Yeah. Okay. So he's, what is it, May now? It's been like nine months or so. He's been gone. Um, but up until the time he left, he treated tag teams the same way. If anything, it got fucking worse. Yeah. Because um, let's get into NXT and how great of a job Triple H did with tag teams there really, and what Vince did. Oh, go ahead. Really Adam. quick. They wouldn't have another tag team match of a sort until uh, looks like WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. And what match was that? Oh, boy. Get ready to laugh. <laughs> the ECW Originals versus the New Breed. No, that doesn't count. That's not a tag team okay, match. That yeah, was that like was four. like a four on four. Four on I four, think. five on five. Okay. Yeah. Then no. let's let's keep going. Dude, I bet it was I bet it was eight years. So wait, did you figure out Well there was a tag team match at twenty six? I know that yeah, for Mor- sure. It was like, Miz and Morrison against Giant Big Show and somebody, right? Well, I think it was Miz and Big Show against Mi- Miz Show. Show, yeah. show Miz versus uh, somebody was it our truth and somebody? But if I remember right, that was the pre-show because I missed that match. Oh, it might have been got, the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Got, uh, we got lost. We no. got lost in Arizona. Ended up on ended up on a fucking Indian reservation. Um, it, drunk fact: Carissa brought uh, Jack in the Box tacos to that show in her purse, and her purse smelled like tacos for like a week. Lucky, yeah, living the dream. Yeah, yeah. She was still drunk from the night before. She didn't I, even and, sleep. And I think in two thousand eight, <coughs> excuse me, that was Miz and Morrison. Okay, 24th, 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Uh, you have a tag team match in the pre-show. Yes. Okay. Was that Miz and Morrison? Miz and Morrison versus the Colognes. In a pre-show. In a pre-show, okay. pre-show. in a pre-show. unification pre-show. match. In a unification okay, t- match. Yeah. Okay, t- tell you what, Adam. You figure out the gap in WrestleManias where there was a proper tag team match on the show, right? So we know there was one at 19, so start at 20. Um, and figure out where that gap is while Scott and I go over the NXT division because we I need to know we need to know this but I don't want to just sit here you know watching you read Got it. <laughs> you know I mean I don't think that's I don't I don't think anyone wants to listen to that either but that's I should have looked that up um, so that's what happens when you do your notes Sunday at noon when you think you're going to record Sunday at two yeah and I think bringing up NXT is brilliant Eddie because you can see the job that Triple H did with building tag teams and the mm-hmm. job that Vince did in completely fucking destroying them completely destroyed them yeah like built up to be a big deal when they hit the main roster people knew who they were expected Uh big things drafted both guys to their fantasy rosters only to have vince completely f them in the a yeah well yeah i totally lost a couple of those fucking fantasy uh uh seasons because of that same i drafted both aop 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the first one of my notes. So the first one, AOP. Bad motherfuckers in NXT, right? Bad Cham- motherfuckers. Champs. They had some of the best NXT matches of all time. Um, in fact, I was just I was gonna tell you uh, we should review NXT Orlando because I was at that show and it was AOP versus Revival versus Tommaso and, oh, um, and Gargano. Gargano. Nice. Yeah, and Shit. that just comes under our five year rule, dude. That for, one uh, is so fucking good. And that I match, think they had, I love I, that match. I think they had a rematch at a at a pay per view later that year that was they even did. better. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, okay. Um, Adam, got your answer. You got my answer. Okay. All right. It would be between WrestleMania 20 and 26. Jesus. So, So, okay. Six years without a proper tag team match on the show. A proper tag tag team match of some sort in the primary show. On the show. Okay. What was was the one at 20? Uh, It was a multiple uh, team one. It was. Oh, yeah. It was Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati. So, yeah. Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati, or Too Cool, World's Greatest Tag Team, Basham Brothers, and the APA. The Basham Brothers. Okay. Um, And what was the one of 26? Uh, Shomiz versus whoever they took on. I want to say R-Truth was on the other team. Shomiz versus, yeah, Morrison and Truth. Okay, so even then, both of those shows had at least one thrown together tag team. Yeah, damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, neither of them had like a regular tag team that I was came just up as a tag, for a tag team. Yeah, and were known as, as a tag team. Which is crazy because so, London and Kendrick had that long run with the tag titles, mm-hmm. not featured at a WrestleMania. Right, they were great. Those guys were fucking awesome. They were, but fantastic tag teams. Yeah. yeah. So AOP gets called up. Um, they got cut. Within a year? Were they there a year? The one dude got hurt. Well, the one guy kept getting hurt. It was well, like one hurt. would get hurt, and then the other would get hurt. They, they weren't able to get their footing under them. They kept getting injured. They weren't, and they did get cut, I think. I should have looked this up. They might have gotten... No, I think they got cut before COVID. I don't think they were part of that wave at the beginning of COVID, which I got into a fucking Twitter argument with some guy who was like, no, they're not going to cut anybody. I was like, all right, watch. Okay, and dude. They cut like 150 people a week yeah. after that. Yeah, it was like yeah. record setting. They might have been part of that. Um, but still, they were just were buried. Um, right. The Ascension were the coolest fucking, t- my favorite tag team in NXT. They were the champs when I started watching. They would get in there every other week or so. because they Road Warrior you know, vibes from them, dude. They would beat the fuck out of people, dude. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they built them up. Triple H obviously paid attention to the 80s NWA and the mm-hmm. mid-80s AWA because he had them come in and fuck fools up just like the Road Warriors did to get them to get people talking about them. Like these exactly. guys are going to come in, they're going to fuck people up, and that's what they did. And then they hit the main roster, you're expecting the same thing. No, Vince puts face paint on them and jobs them out every week. Yeah, to fucking legends. He yeah. had them jobbing out to legends. Mhm. Then you have the Revival, who to me are the best tag team. We talked about this last week. I think the yeah. Brainbusters were probably the best in-ring tag team. Heel. Uh well, yeah, heels. I think you put a t- face, it's a little bit different. But working well, yeah. as a heel unit, they do all the right things. Mm-hmm. The best I've ever seen. The revival were Agreed. right there, and you could tell they studied them. And they had, as Sheamus would say, banger after banger after banger. Yeah, elements of uh, the Midnight Express, the Brain Busters. Mm-hmm. They kind of mm-hmm. take all of those great heel tag teams, what they did so well, and incorporate it into their own style. And Vince brings them up. He treats them like the little guys who were too small to beat anybody. And then what's he do? He has them get their asses kicked by a fucking 90-year-old DX on yeah. the Raw 25 or whatever that show was. Yeah, garbage. And that was one of the last times we saw him. Like, they never did shit before that. And one of the last... It had to be, like, the last major segment they were in. 
Yeah, it was. It's know, just trash. Clo- close, close to it anyway. Okay, then you have Gargano and Ciampa, who were awesome as a team, and I think anyone would say DIY. I think anyone who's been watching NXT and the main roster for the last five years would say they're better as a team than either of them are solo. And you talk about a, like an arc together. Mm-hmm. I would say the only one that's better than their arc would be Owens and uh, Owens. Sammy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, right. <clears throat> like the story that's been told with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see them headlining WrestleMania one day as a tag team. Yeah. Like kind of coming yeah. full circle with their whole program. Right. Because they but- were able to stretch out a singles feud from being a tag team together for so long. Like yeah. that is milking those two guys for everything they're worth. And they put everything into it and came out looking like a million bucks until yeah. it came time for the main roster. Right. And Vince brings them both up and does nothing with them. He nothing. puts them both. He gets, he involves them both of them is. And now to be fair, Triple H hasn't done shit with them either. No, he, he has not. But Chomp- both guys Chompa is injured. currently out right now. But when he's back, you have that option. Yeah, I hope that's where Triple H goes with it. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another one. Heavy Machinery. Oh, gosh, yeah. I was not a fan of theirs, but they were a good team, and they come up and Vince turns them into a comedy act because he likes right. seeing, the f- he likes seeing he like likes I said, he likes seeing, f- he likes fat guys, he likes to see fat guys fuck. Vince loves fat fucks and fat guys fucking. Yeah, so he does like the thing with um, Otis and fucking Mandy. Yep. And then Tucker totally got a raw deal. because oh, they were dude, like, yeah, he totally got marty yeah, because it was like the Miz made Tucker get drafted to get him away from Mandy. And then, um, well, he didn't even get marty He got, I don't even know what you would call because Marty stuck around for like four years. No, that's true, Tuck, yeah. <laughs> Tucker got the axe immediately. Yeah. Um, American Alpha yes. is another one who were great babyface tag team. And you can't blame Jordan's injury on that because they didn't mm. do anything when they were on the main roster healthy. Yeah, he split them up. They won the tag team uh, titles. They won the tag team titles, but Vince split them up about like, a year as soon as run. they drop it immediately the angle son yeah yeah uh, right then he turns it into a fucking joke which it was which was like that was an inside joke about kurt angle likes black chicks so garbage dude yeah that was the whole thing like if you didn't even if you were not a the only reason i even got that joke is because fuck 20 years ago um Kurt Angle was on the Howard Stern show and he went in there like in love with Robin and happened to just mention that, that that's his thing. And that's and weird that there's a racist lawsuit against the WWE right now for their writing. Hmm. Yeah, ma- imagine Go figure. That. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, shocking. Um, but that's the whole thing. They split them up to make a fucking joke about Kurt Angle liking black chicks. It was ridiculous. Um, you might think I'm done, but I'm not. I still have a few more. Um, the Vaudevillains. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot the, about them. The Vaudevillains were fucking... They had the coolest gimmick, and I knew it wasn't going to get over on the main roster. It was just too, like, indie almost. It was, like, indie with a budget. Yeah. Um, But it was really cool, and I didn't think they got the chance. They, they were never given the chance to get over. I don't think they would have anyway on the main roster. Um, and I said that about a few people in NXT. I knew Tyler Breeze was not going to work on yeah. the main roster. Yeah. Um, and I said that about the Vaudevillains early on, but they could have at least given them a shot. Um... Another one, the Lucha Dragons. They were a yeah. killer NXT team too, and they ha- they had about a year and a half run, and that was it. The only tag team. So of all these tag teams, right? So you're talking, and I mean, this is only in like a two year period of NXT. This is how many teams Triple H made to look good and who were really good, who could have good matches. The only ones that Vince didn't, he split them up, but he didn't like bury either of them. Was Enzo and Cass? Yeah. 
And the reason for that is because Enzo was great on the mic and Cass was huge. He was a Vince guy. He was a Vince guy. He was. The, they both were Vince guys, just in different ways. Right. right. You know, it, but the uh, right Enzo was history, I guess. Yeah. He, yeah. And, well, not and I guess marketable. Oh, and for I, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I. Th they, I don't think as a tag team had run their course, but they would have been of all those teams that would have been the one to split up eventually. Yeah. Um, because I think they both were strong enough on their own. I mean, Cass was—he's not seven feet tall. He's about six, eight, or nine. We saw him at Access that year. Um, Enzo was fantastic on the mic. Enzo could have ended up in a um, role where, like, he barely wrestles. You know, he could have been like the shitty fucking like Leo um, Rush, the Leo the, Rush exactly to Bobby like, Lashley. Be the he should have been what Leo exactly but right. Effective. Both those guys, yeah. yeah, both those guys would be better as a mouthpiece. Um, Enzo, I could have seen it, but Enzo fucking well, Enzo. I'm not even gonna get into that's a whole no, that's a that's an episode yeah. by itself. Yeah, right. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> the rise and fall of Enzo. Yeah, that should be a dark side of the ring. Right. Um, <laughs> and then Cass fucked up and got himself fired, but Vince did still split them up way earlier than I thought he should have. I thought that he he could have gotten a lot more mileage out of them as a team. Agree. Yeah. So like, just this is 2015 to last year. All these fucking teams that were great and Triple H put all this work into, who I'm convinced could have drawn money or at least sold merchandise. And yep. Vince is like, eh, fuck them. I don't like tag teams. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Thanks yeah. for all the work you put into them to make it look great at your level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm going to just break these guys up. Yeah, yeah. He just would always jump the gun with that shit. Just hot shot the whole fucking, well, we can get two matches out of these guys on Raw. Right. Um, so right. let's do it. Um, one of the, actually, to me, the worst one of the last 10 years was the bar. That was the best run of Cesaro's WWE career. 100%. It was the best run of Sheamus's up to that point. Those guys had a killer match every week. They, they got us so invested in them. each destroy opponents day in, day out. They out. fucking beat the Hardys. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. They were a great team. Every match they had was good. And they had that really cool best of seven series that where the last yeah. one ended up being a draw and then Mick Foley made them into a tag team, which they yes. didn't want to do. And it was a great story. It's like, oh, we're reluctant tag team partners, but fuck it, we'll make the best of it. We'll go to the bar, we'll get drunk, yes. and we'll beat people up. They were kind of like the new APA. That's right. But with better with, matches. And kilts. And yeah. kilts. <laughs> yeah. And what, nine months into but, it, Vince is like, oh, fuck it, split them up. Yeah, split them up. Have them you, lose like, to fucking fuck Braun and some kid. Yeah, it was like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. That's garbage. We were there to watch that shit. I was like, God damn it. Seriously? Even I was there. Okay. So since you're on that match, right? That was New Orleans. I was 34, right? Yeah, 34, yep. yep. Okay. So that was the Usos' first match on WrestleMania, on the main show. That was their sixth year. Where That was the sixth year they'd been there for WrestleMania because they were on the pre-show at WrestleMania 28. <laughs> 28 and 31, I think they wrestled Tyson Kidd and Cesaro on, on the pre-show. Pre and then but 30, they were in the Battle Royal, I think. Yeah, it took the Usos six fucking years. Like the best tag team they've had in the last 20 years. It took yeah. them, uh, well, besides the Revival. It took them six years to get on WrestleMania. Then they get in there and get jobbed out. To the Bludgeon Brothers, right? To the Bludgeon Brothers, yeah. who got split up six weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they finally are like, oh, we're gonna put because I was like excited, like, oh, they're gonna put some put some focus on the tag team division. No, nope. because yeah, it was New Day, Bludgeon Brothers, and the Usos, and you're like, okay, this could be really fucking good. Powerhouse team, two well established other tag teams. Mm -hmm. This will be great. It was over in like five minutes. Yeah, 
Yeah. Why? Because Vince fucking hates tag teams. Mm-hmm. He's like, just just leave the belts on the big guys, damn it. Yeah. Five minutes. It's insane. That's stupid. It doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense because the Usos, honestly, and obviously they just proved it, right? Mm-hmm. When they're all said and done and you start constructing your Mount Rushmore again, reconstructing. Right. I don't know how you don't put the Usos above the Dudleys. I mean, based on longevity alone in WWE, right? Because you're at the yes. top of the, they're at the top of the mountain. Like Dudleys had had that long run, and we said they're the best tag team of all time. Yes, and exactly. But the Usos aren't done. Let's wait till the Usos finish, and then and then assess then it. Then let's reevaluate. But but the Dudleys did do a large part of their work in uh, TNA. Right. When nobody was watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the Usos headlined WrestleMania. Yes. So, yeah, I think ultimately they're going to end up being considered the best tag team in WWE history. Maybe not of all time, but in WWE history. Yeah. And the only thing I think that really hurts them is not going to other promotions. But, I mean, honestly, what do you go to AEW at this point? You don't. Yeah. What are you going to go? No. Yeah. Exactly. What are you going to take a pay cut? No. Fuck no. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So they've been together since, um, shit. I had it written down, but I can't find it. It was like 2009, right? 2000, 2008 or 9. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 2000. Yeah, 2008 or 9. Okay. Um, so they're so 15 on like, years almost. Yeah, 14, 15 years they've been together. So like that's by far a record. Like nobody else, like even the, like you think back on the legendary tag teams, the Hart Foundation had like four years. Right. Walkers had three, if that. Um, the Bulldogs had like two. Yep. You know, the Road Warriors had a long run, obviously. The Duddies had a long run. Across um, multiple promotions, let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, the Hardys off and on. And then there were other ones, like I mentioned earlier, the Blonde Bombers had like six or seven years yeah. um, on top. So there have been, you know, if you go way, way back, um, even the fucking masked interns, they might have had like a 10-year run, um, but not at that level. Yeah. So um, do you want to guess what tag team, as far as I know, from what I've researched, as far as I know... In WWE, do you want to guess what tag team has had the second longest run? Miz and Morrison. No. Hmm. Not even close. The Hardys. No. I think I have the answer, but let's see if go you ahead. can milk it. Oh. Undertaker go ahead, no, and Kane? You... No, fuck no. Primo and Epico. Primo and Epico. No shit. The they Shining for... Stars. The Good Shining job, Stars. Adam. Los Matadors. They were also called the Colognes. Um, they were together for nine years. Damn. Nine fucking years, and they were part of the COVID cuts. Oh, shit. And I wow. think that was one of those things, you know, Vince has always been, um, Vince has always been very loyal to guys <laughs> who were loyal to his dad, you know, which is why Lanza was around, uh, working in the back till 99, and George the Animal was there till way late. Um, Vince has always had a soft spot for those guys, so his dad was buddies with their dad. Oh, okay. Um, Car Carlos, uh, Carlos Cologne. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's part of it, you know. And he's been loyal to other people too, like um, the Briscoes, because it was like job for life. If you sell me Georgia, blah blah blah. Um, I think that's why Primo and Epico were together for so long was because of that. Okay. You know, I think it was. I think it was out of a fondness for their dad, because he didn't use them. I mean, they were barely on TV for the majority of that nine year run, but they got paid the whole time. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Nine fucking years. Primo and Epico. That. Yeah. Good job, Adam. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, well done. Oh. So, New New Day and the Usos uh, have their work cut out for them. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, I think that wraps up Vince Hates Tag Teams. Yeah, did we convince you? I think we did. I mean, who could argue with that? 
You know because what, what just happened to WrestleMania, the Usos headlining, number one, has never fucking happened in the never. almost 40 years of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It never would happen. No, like fuck no. A proper tag team for a tag team championship and fucking epic uh, way to end the night. And why did it happen? We go back to Eddie's point about building up tag teams in NXT. That's all Triple H mm-hmm. making the Usos happen. Now, to be fair, if WrestleMania isn't two nights... The Usos are not headlining WrestleMania. Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. no. And, they, and they shouldn't. The tag team should not headline WrestleMania. I don't know, dude. Night. I don't know. The story that was told with those four guys, I could argue for it. I won't, but I could argue for it. But it's always been the heavyweight title, right? That's yeah. what it's all about. And that's that's totally fair. But now that WrestleMania is a two-night affair, I think maybe this sets a precedent it just fucking sucks. It only took thirty nine years. But then uh, also, it does. but then also, if you want to branch out to all those manias that aren't two nights, we were there for uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. That was not the main heavyweight title. Even it was. No, that's true. That's true. Vince did break that so, fucking cherry. Yeah. you know, it's more of like um, like well, acknowledging each, title, each division <laughs> or. Uh, yeah, that would be the right word. Each division of wrestling. So, well, that you well look. To be fair, I so first of all, Becky was the hottest uh, uh, person in the By company at the time. Shot. Yeah. This should Ra- be a whole own podcast, though. Like, you're about okay. to get into discussions that should be its own show. You're right. You're right. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that when we get to that episode. Yeah, I I completely agree with Adam. But like, a that was for a heavyweight title. You're right. You're right. But B, I think his hand was forced because Ronda Rousey was in it. But this, this honestly is a topic for a whole show. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. So yeah. make sure that you listen to that upcoming one, whenever the fuck it happens. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. put it in the books. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it in our shared note file, and maybe we'll make that our next WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thirty-five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Oh, no, but that's it's just, it's just under five-year roll. We're gonna ah, have to wait till next. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait a year. But we could mention it within the context of a women's episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, uh, we've uh, taken care of uh, convincing you why Vince hates tag teams. Dick. Yeah, well done, guys. Well done. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the evidence that we have presented, and uh, what uh, what do you have to share about the topic? Please let us know on the social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk, and tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Please leave us reviews so that we could get recognition boosts and we can keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three, deuce! Skeet! Fuck your mustache, Vince. (laughs) I only hear what I want to. You say I talk so all the time. So you
try to get 